This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska, and supporting listeners like you. Go to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate, or visit Patreon.com backslash TwoHeadedNerd to become a supporter today. Ha-cha! Yes? Oh, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? You jolly devil. Rumors of the cancellation of THN cover to cover have been greatly 100% exaggerated. 100% accurate. Oh, no, false. False. It's not canceled. Oh, Yeah, we're here. We're doing it right now. <laughs> we're done. God damn it, Joe. It's <sighs> THN cover to cover. We do it live every Saturday. All the Saturdays. We never skip every a Saturday. Saturday. And we do it from 1130 to 1230 Central Standard Time. Today is Saturday, July. What is today? July 80th. July 20th. It's July 80th. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's March. It's March 13th. And we're talking comics and nerd news garbage, all kinds of stuff. Anything you want to talk about. You can hijack this show. Really. All you got to do is call us at 402. <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> All you got to do is call us at 402. That's one Or you can click our Facebook call now button. We can't make Bill Cosby jokes anymore. We just did, baby. I mean, we can make him jokes about him being a pervert. Well, yeah, he's a pervert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a he's a rapist, Matt. He's not just a pervert. He's a rapist. Toe sucker, too. Mm. <laughs> you can click our Facebook call now button if you want to get in the action. If you can't call in live, you can always feel free to leave us a message or send us an MP3 to twoheadednerd at gmail.com. But before we get started here, we had a question of the week from like three goddamn weeks ago. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. It needs to be reset. It at needs to be at reset. a minimum of three weeks. Now! All right, this week's question was submitted by Ryan Hebrews Mount via the THN forums. That guy. Mm-hmm. If you could go back in time and pick up a comic story from any point, what would you choose and how would you do things differently? This question was inspired by the new Terminator uh, Dark Fate and the recent Halloween movies picking up from their most successful installments and just ignoring everything that came after. I've already decided this new Terminator is a failure. It's flops, right? I don't know. I think it looks good. Of course you do. You think they all look good. Well, You've uh, said that about every one. And then we saw it and went, God. I just don't think there's one, any way. I don't think you can rescue it yeah, at this point. Well, I think Hamilton it's toast. In it. You got oh, the girl big, from Holton Catch Fire in fucking it. fucking deal. Give me a break. The Khaleesi was in the last one. Yeah, right? but she sucked. <laughs> she was terrible in it. Yeah. Ghost Driver's in it. What's his name? From Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah, it's like good looking, sort of like. Swarthy emo Terminator kind of. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. Is he still a T one thousand? Or have they upgraded? He just no, he's like definitely liquid not, metal. No, he's an upgrade though because he's got like a skeleton or something too. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. even know. And he can like recreate his entire body and stuff. So the phone lines are open. We would like to c- talk to use, and someone is calling us right now. Oh, what the heck! I lost my. Freaking- Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover. Caller, who this? Wow, you are crazy quiet. Yeah, hold on. Let me turn you way up here. I'm sorry, buddy. Give me one second. We've never done this before, so, you know. I don't know why it's so quiet. There we are. JD, speak to me. It might be me. I was on my Bluetooth. Okay, yeah, it was definitely you. Now you sound fantastic. All right, cool. (laughs) Bluetooth thing. What are you, my dad? Walking around with that dumb thing in his head? He'll just, like, walk into my house with his stupid Bluetooth on his hands in his pockets. I was literally listening to a podcast right before I called. God. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. What do you want to rap about today, sir? 
Uh, well, uh, this one's for you, Matt. I was going back and reading some old uh, comics, and uh, I was came across everyone's favorite trench coat wearing, projectile throwing, chain smoking mutant. <sighs> Gamut doesn't smoke anymore. They made him stop smoking. Nobody smokes in Marvel. Yeah, Comics nobody anymore. smokes anymore. Mm-hmm. They, they wrote yeah, that. Yeah, but out. I'm not talking about Gambit. Oh, chain smoking, projectile throwing, trench coat wearing, trench coat wearing. Oh, Pete Wisdom. Wisdom. Okay, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, but it wasn't really projectiles. He shot hot knives. Well, they were projectiles. Yeah, hot knives. I mean, what do you? I guess I don't know. Whatever the fuck. That was back when everybody had hot like. Some yeah, type of a, a pyrokinetic hot, power. A hot power, yeah. Yeah, some dumb hot laser yeah. power. I loved his well, hot I, knives. I, I, I went back and I, I've been going back and doing this because this is part of my, uh, my next uh, Lake House uh, segment. I'm going to do all Warren Ellis because okay. I'm, oh, I nice. have a problem. Ellis created uh, him, right? P. Wisdom was created by Warren Ellis, yes? Yes. Okay. Yes. And you were reading yeah, about P. it. P. Wisdom was created by Warren Ellis in Excalibur number 83. Yes. Uh, 1995. Speaking of which, Excalibur uh, coming back. Hickman dropped a hint that we will oh, be getting he? another Excalibur. Yes, and Fallen yeah. Angels three. Ah. Was there a Fallen Angels two? Well, Apparently, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. So, I don't remember that one. I remember the one with Howard the Duck. So, fun fact about Warren Ellis and Excalibur: uh, we all think of Uncle Warren as you know, kind of the crazy bearded old guy. Mm-hmm. He was 27 fucking years old when he wrote Excalibur. Yeah, yeah he was a nuts. kid. That's nuts. He, well, when he came in, he was super young. Patrick says you're still crackly. Yeah, I'm crackly? He was 27 yeah, years he old. Crack- he wrote crackled? 20 like issues of Excalibur from 1995 or through, from 1994 through 1996. Man. It's mind-boggling to me that he wrote that much yeah. mainstream comics. Well, I mean, everybody gets started somewhere. Well, and not only, not only that, but he did, like, a Star Jammers. Yeah. And oh, yeah, he did. Like, he did Star a Jammers bunch of stuff. Just, oh, yeah. Way back. His Star Jammers is strangely included, included in his uh, Visionaries Warren Ellis Excalibur collection. Wasn't there just something? There's a, there's a trade coming out. a trade paperback, yeah. And it reprinted Warren Ellis' yeah. uh, Warren Ellis's Star Jammers. But there's three volumes of his Excalibur work called uh, Excalibur Visionaries Warren Ellis Volumes 1, 2, and 3. And the, the, the Star Jammers one is strangely collected in Volume 2. Well, you know. And then volume three has the Pride and Wisdom miniseries. Yes, Pride and Wisdom. Pride and Wisdom was great. I really it. was it. good. And it's really interesting because it's, it's one of the reasons why I really like doing this is because going back and reading this stuff now, you start seeing all these seeds of, of, of ideas that, he, that he's eventually going to really deep dive in his, in his creator own work. Right. You know, so like, you know, back then he introduced, uh, what was it, uh, Department P66, the Mystery School. In Pride and Wisdom, which directly leads into like planetary and the Breaker's Yard from Injection. And oh yeah, all yeah, these yeah, other yeah. Ideas uh, that he had of like uh, a, a British government body that investigates paranormal. You know, mm-hmm. right. So on the Mystery School, there was a there was a female occult detective named uh, Constance Johnson. Constance Johnson. <laughs> I wonder who she's supposed to represent. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. When Kitty says, stay away from the blonde chain smoker. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I really like I really love that run of Excalibur. And it's it's really when I actually got into that book, like I never really followed it before that. Yeah, but the uh, Warren Ellis. Yeah, was- it's, it's so good. Nightcrawler with a 
wicked soul patch. <laughs> Night, Nightcrawler with the, with the shaved head and the weird like sash costume. Yeah, right. When he first, yeah. And the, what I really like is he also wrote the Age of Apocalypse Excalibur run. Right. Yes. Where we get Kurt Darkholm and the the mean Nightcrawler, as I call him. <laughs> and, uh, he ends up taking out uh, Deadpool by teleporting his head off. Oh yes. Man, it's been so long since I've read those. Yeah, when they called him Dead Man Wade. But the very next issue, because you remember Age of Apocalypse like, took the place of everything, and then yeah. when Age of Apocalypse was over, the very next issue take, picks up like nothing happened, right? Right, right. But they're on a mission in that very next issue. Nightcrawler's doing something, and he says, I'm strangely tempted to just teleport their heads off. <laughs> I always wonder, like... <laughs> When when it, when Age of Apocalypse reset and everyone was back to normal, like as though they'd never left, like did they feel like did they feel anything? Were they like, man, I'm a little gassy all of a sudden? Like, what happened? They didn't know. I, you know, I think they didn't I, know. I like remember, they didn't remember. Going it. back and looking at that stuff, some of them, some of the some of the issues, they would say things like, because I re I remember some of the issues, them going, wait, what happened? Did you feel that? And then they just kind of gloss over it. Yeah. Some of them like Excalibur. There were memories. Like nothing happened at all. That like came later. Yeah. They had memories. No, I think they were, I think they were a little gassy. Like they were a little bloated. It. Like, <laughs> like, oh. like they wake, they wake up on the. Did on we the, get drunk and eat something they, last night? They woke, up, <laughs> they woke up on the X jet as though they had just taken a nap and they're like, oh, man. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Going back and reading this uh, Warren Ellis stuff and his X Men stuff, you know, I, you know, how I feel about his astonishing X Men run. That's actually my answer of the <laughs> week. Is I would love to take the Whedon Cassidy run and ex and keep going with it. Yes. And since we lose Kitty at the end because of the bullet thing, let's replace her with Nightcrawler because that's the one thing I've always wanted. Is I've wanted a Joss Whedon written Nightcrawler. Oh, I would read a Joss Whedon written Nightcrawler. Yeah, that would be great. I would totally read that. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, that's a good and I answer. Think he, I think Nightcrawler would work really well with that astonishing team from the yeah, absolutely. Run. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, because it's really just yeah. it's it's a classic group of X-Men. There's nothing like except for except for Emma. Yeah, except for Emma. And I and I really want that's the one no thing I want in the run is I really want Nightcrawler just given like heavy side eye and shade to Emma all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I love Nightcrawler so much. I do, too. He's my favorite. oh, yeah, I simply adore him. Mm. I do think it's weird that he grows a beard. I just. Yeah. Well, I mean, like if he's covered with blue fuzz, then he's he could just. Covered in fur. Does that he, insinuate that he shaves his entire body except for that? Furred and he's blue furred. Yeah. But like. But not like beast furry. Like peach right. fuzz. Like beast had to cut his hair. Otherwise yeah. he kept like he would look like a grizzly bear. <laughs> Right. Well, yeah. Didn't he have a big he gay right grizzly now? bear? I, I just have this image of like the beast coming out of the shower <laughs> yeah, yeah completely and he's a mom yeah ugh. all right that jd could be it. i'm blaming you thanks for calling buddy right. <laughs> thanks jd talk to you later have a good one uh yes so hickman this just like yesterday at sdcc announced that there's gonna be excalibur there's gonna be uh fallen angels 3 i don't remember fallen angels 2 at all <laughs> fallen angels was the one with bobby and uh fallen angels was the vanisher Right. Uh, I think Sunspot. Howard the Duck was there? Mm, yeah, maybe. There were two. Uh, the weird lobsters? The, yeah, red and blue lobster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Artie uh, and Leech. Artie and Leech, yes. Were there, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. Was Cannibal there? Or was it? No, it was Rusty and Skids. Rusty and Skids. That's right. Who were yeah. both dead? I don't think so. No? Rusty might be dead. 
but I don't think Skids is dead. Skids actually showed up, I think, in something recently. Maybe it was an Age of X-Man thing. She showed up. I think you're right. I think Skids was in the Age of X-Man. Uh, shout out to Zach Hollowell. He came over this morning and showed me his Oculus Rift, which is fucking crazy. I can't get with VR, man. It's nuts. Anything that... Anything that I don't need to work out while I'm playing video games. Annoying. Okay, it's fucking awesome. He also brought me back that uh, Super Cyborg Optimus Prime. Yeah, because I didn't want to pay shipping for it because I'm cheap. Nice, what a guy! <laughs> what a guy, right? What a guy. <laughs> Nate Aguilar is here. All right, phone lines are open. I need to talk to somebody, and we had invited Chase Magnet to possibly come on the show and defend it. But people are putting yeah, next week Spider Man Three ahead of Spider-Man Far From Home on their top Spider-Man list. <laughs> yeah. That is insane. That's insane. And don't tell me it's a better movie because it's not. I watched it again. It is not a better movie. That movie was fucking terrible. The other thing I want to talk about it was the Emmys came out this week. Of course, oh. no superhero shows on the Emmys. Yeah. Why would they be? But I would like to hear your nominations for best superhero shows. Let's have a best superhero. Uh, Emmy my, my favorite story about the Emmy nominations so far is that uh, HBO did not submit Gwendolyn Christie for a nomination for uh, her role as Brienne of Tarth on Game of Thrones. Oh, really? So she submitted herself and got nominated. Why did they not? I don't know. That's bizarre. I don't know. Yeah. Everybody else got nominated. I don't know. And I'm not going to sit here and be like, look, I was a little disappointed with this season of Game of Thrones. It could have been better. Yeah. Was it terrible? No. That's Could have fine. been better. That's fine. I but it seems weird it. that everybody gets nominated this year. I don't know. There were so many better things that happened like a couple seasons ago. Yeah, I, you know, you people know, are just is like, what it is, they're I misty guess. about the end, whatever. Yeah, sure. And that's fine. I mean, the same thing happened with Lord of the Rings, too. Like, I thought the second Lord of the Rings movie was better than the third one, but the third one got all the nominations. Oh, yeah. Return of the King actually yeah. won. Best Picture. It did win Best Picture. It won Best Picture. That's weird. Yeah, bizarre. Two right? Towers is so much better. I, yeah, I know. But I think, again, it was like, well, it's the last one. Yeah. Final chance we get to scream about this. All right, the phone lines are open. Somebody friggin' call. Otherwise, I'm just going to start making fun of Joe. Uh, the nerdiest thing from San Diego was the announcement of the WWE Masters of the Universe action figures. Yeah. What? They're exactly what they sound like. They are hyper ripped up. <laughs> Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover. Caller, who this? It's Brian Domingos. Brian Domingos? We haven't talked to you for a minute. Oh, man. How have you oh. been, sir? <laughs> oh, good. You know, it's a little warm, but um, I'm, I'm happy. Uh, it's uh, San Diego Comic-Con week, so that's always exciting. That is fun. That is fun. Yeah. You're nowhere near San Diego Comic-Con, just like us. Listen, I've got the internet. Why do I have to go there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Why deal with that? Quite honestly, I don't know that I'm interested in going. night room with eight other people. Yeah, like I've I've been to San Diego twice and the spectacle is great, uh, but it gets real old real fast. Yeah, because if you're not that sort of person, too many jerks because it's wall to wall people. Yeah, it's impossible to get around. It's it's kind of tough if you aren't really like a super duper hyper fan or a social butterfly or whatever. I feel the same way about like outdoor concerts and shit too. Oh yeah. No, thanks. I am totally down yeah. to watch it on TV. Yeah. You know, I, right. I'm like, that sounds great, but I don't want to go use the porta potty. You know, I have no interest in <laughs> sitting in the grass. No, thank for you. Three hours. Sounds gross. <laughs> I don't want to smell that guy. You know, <laughs> that goes for comic-con and the outdoor uh, concert. Yeah. Not smelling that guy for sure. Oh, for, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, it seems, it seems kind of like hell on earth. Um, 
now, but I feel like there was like a, a sweet spot like 15 years ago where it was like all your favorite people were new and like hungry and happy and like, right. you know, and now it's like, it, you know, I don't know. It's like furries and sci-fi shows that no one's ever heard of. Like, what am I doing here? Like, furries and sci-fi <laughs> shows. <laughs> <laughs> that is yeah, most, of, that's most of the shows that, yeah, that we were just at Omaha Comic-Con. Uh, yeah. Couple weeks ago, like, it was furries and sci-fi shows. The number of the number of <laughs> costumed characters that I recognized, I could probably count on one hand. Well, it's just because we're old, and everybody loves manga yeah, and anime, anime stuff. I mean, that's there's way more readers and viewers of manga and video than there are of comic readers of comic books. That's true. Yeah, that's, that's true. just how it goes. Well, Brian, what did you want to wrap about today? Oh, hey. Um, well, I'm pretty psyched about um, the Warren Ellis and Brian Hitch uh, Batman. Oh, and Kevin Nolan Batman. Yes, uh, it's coming out. The Batman's um, grave. I'm hoping, I'm hoping this is the year that uh, Ellis gets an Eisner next year. Um, I'm hoping that would be pretty cool because um, he still doesn't have one, and Jeff Lemire has like 30 for some reason. That's unbelievable. Um, Warren Ellis doesn't have a it. single Eisner. He oh. does not have one because all of like Transformers right. and Planetary and the Authority came out alongside. Preacher and the first League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and Top yep. Ten and all that stuff and it was all it was Alan Moore and Garth Ennis and Grant Morrison and then him and you know it just didn't happen. Sure. So he's our Susan Lucci. Um, it's like uh, he really is. It's like uh, the new movie, the new Cats movie. Uh, oh my God! It, look, we don't need to dwell on that night. Beyond perversion. But uh, <laughs> they've made the very curious choice uh, to have it come out the same week as star Wars, the rise of Skywalker, because they're like, women don't want to see that. Yeah. It's women like, want to see cats. What the hell are you thinking? <laughs> yeah. It's uh, just one of those, like the producers things where they're like, this is an abomination. Um, sure. Yeah. Maybe totally. We, it'll, it'll be a, a, we'll put it next to star Wars. And it, if we make anything, that's fine. Yeah. Um, like I remember, yeah. I remember back in the day when people realized that these superhero movies were going to be huge hits. And so it would be like, all right, Logan's coming out, or uh, Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2's coming out. Yeah, and everybody's like, stay uh, the fuck out of the way. And the only other thing, so it's like, okay, uh, the iCarly movie. <laughs> it's your other choice <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. Like, okay, well, 12-year-old girls aren't going to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, yeah, the guy with his 12-year-old daughter is going to have to go see Lizzie McGuire. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so basically Warren Ellis is the 12-year-old girl of uh, 90s comics. <laughs> More or less. Poor Warren. Yeah, it's a, it's a goddamn shame. I um, did not. That book looks really cool. I can't and, believe um, he's never won one. That's just nuts. He hasn't. It's really, it's, it's, and then when you see all the people who have won and win like multiple years in a row and it's right. like, like he didn't, I don't know if he was nominated for like, for Next Wave, but like what happened there? Yeah. Like what, what was going on that year? That, I think, like, I know, think next wave good. was just, I don't think next wave was, I think it was a cult hit at best. I just don't think, did he, I, I didn't even get a nod. Did it? I don't know. I don't remember. I that. don't think it did, but it's him and Stuart Eminem, like for 12 issues straight. Like when is that going to happen? You know, like you don't, it's one of those yeah, like, exactly. perfect storm things where it should occur, but it doesn't. So I'm hoping this will be the, you know, this is his like color of money, you know, he'll, uh, yeah, right. He'll, he'll, he'll win for something. He, kind of doesn't deserve but you know it's yeah. a lifetime achievement kind of thing yeah right um, exactly it's like give warren a goddamn trophy already uh, i mean i know he doesn't care but like it's irritating so, sure yeah no know. i'm with you uh it is very strange that he hasn't won and considering the amount of amazing work he's produced but yeah it's just a, a timing issue right like like you said the yeah his uh his wildstorm stuff came out 
with against some real stiff competition. Choices, and they were good. Choices I mean, I were made. Yeah. I look at it and I go, oh, of course. Yeah, no. Yeah, okay. Like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, like the first miniseries. Yes, I get it. That's, 19, you know, 1999 was a good year. Yeah, you know, that's yeah, just what happens. Good. But, um, and the question of the week, was it, a, is it the changing a comic series from a certain point or something like that? Yeah, so like if you could go back and take over a comic series at any point, how would you, how would you do things differently? Um, I have been trying to find the right moment in time to do this. And I liked when Barry Allen came back in Final Crisis, but I would find a way to send him back and then sure. just not have him lit, stick around because I think that was the really, the, the true beginning of the end for Wally West, which is such a bummer. So yeah, totally um, agree. You know, it's like, it's that thing where, um, you know, Jeff Johns wrote in infinite crisis that's, you know, the, the Batman to Superman, like the last time you were in, you know, anyone cared about you is when you were dead. Right. Like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's like that, that's Barry Allen. It's like, no one cares. Like, but he's the most important dead hero, but him being around, like he's fine, but he doesn't, he's not the legacy. Like he's the, right. he's the middleman and he's not a, he doesn't have that. He's only important because of Wallace, but he's not important on his own. Yeah, now, exactly. His, the, the book is good. I mean, I think flash is good every month, but I don't know. I'd rather have a Wally West book. Um, yes. And maybe without the children, unfortunately. I mean, I love my kids, but um, I don't think Wally needs them. Or maybe if there's a way they don't appear in the comics ever, and just like I don't know, yeah. background picnic shots in Justice League, but that's it. Like I don't, I don't want to read with the kids because that did not work. So, right? Yeah. Um, I, I think I agree. The Flash book is good. Uh, I I enjoy it. Um, I think Joshua Williamson's doing a great job, and Howard Porter is amazing always. Um, I would treat it in a heartbeat for a good Wally book. And yeah. I think you're totally right. Like if you go, if you were around in the eighties, nobody cared about the flash comic. That's why they killed him. They like, they canceled yeah. the comic and it was terrible. It was not good. Uh, and he was, he's much more important dead than alive. I, I just don't, I don't right. understand the fascination with, with dragging him back. Brian, you've wasted so much time with us. Thank you. We appreciate it. Go pick up your sandwiches. <laughs> I will get my sandwiches. Have a good weekend, guys. All right. Too, we love buddy. you very much. Take it easy. Later. Well, Joe, since all those live calls went so well, I think it's time we give some of our <laughs> non-live callers a chance. Yeah, yeah. You our know? dead callers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dead ones. <laughs> the ones that called and left messages and then promptly died. From the afterlife. Yeah, yeah. let's get started here yeah, yeah. with our very own sexy Jason Sachs. What do you say? Sounds good to me. Mr. Sexier himself. Hey, it's Jason Sachs. Today, I am on my way to the Ragnar Relay, where my wife is running and I am volunteering, so I am leaving you a voicemail. Ragnar? Um, so in honor of the, the American Comic Book Chronicles of the 1980s being available now on Kickstarter and doing amazingly well, um, I have a 1980s uh, comic that I believe needs a better ending, and I'm going to go with something that's kind of scratch, which is Crisis on Infinite Earth. So... DC had this beautiful con construct of all these alternate universes where heroes were uh, living in different dimensions and could cross over and have their own adventures. DC killed that and quickly realized it wasn't the right thing because people love these I the idea of, of crossover dimensions. And so uh, Crisis had to be undone and was undone. So if I was the guy who was in charge of 
DC in 1987 or so, which would make me a guy named Dick Giordano, which means uh, I would have been a great artist. Oh, my God, I would have been a great artist. Uh, I would have kept some idea of parallel dimensions because they're freaking cool. Um, not the most exciting or innovative answer, because like a million people have this answer, but it's mine, and I'm happy with it. <laughs> and I'm going to go clean up trash all day. Talk to you later. Bye. Clean up trash? I thought it was a race. What is this guy doing? He's like volunteering. Oh. He said. Oh, okay. So he's not running. His wife is running. Yes, he's working at it. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he would undo the undoing. No, of- he would un. Well, yes, he would undo the collapse of the multiverse. Okay, but the multiverse is back. The multiverse is back. Right. It only took him twenty-five years, but yes. But it's back, baby. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, at the time, I I loved it. Like, I loved the idea of everything being on one Earth. Um, I think that they were a little bit too adamant about there not being alternate dimensions. It's like, no, there's one dimension. It's right. Like, stop that. It's stupid. Open your what, mind. What's the point? Right. right. Um, don't, don't close off those avenues of storytelling, but like, I love the idea of the JSA being the forefathers and inspiring the justice league. And when they are on separate universes, you don't really have that. So yeah, but I get what he's saying. I multiverse is my jam. I love it. Multiverse, multiverse. That's what I always say. Yeah. yeah. That's, you, it is not my you're jam. You're known for saying it. It is not my jam. <clears throat> Sorry. I'm zeroing this out while we do it, because we can take this out and post anyway. So I'm just checking. Yeah. Check, check, check. Checking on the mic. Check that out. Check, check, check. Check, check, check. And then output is too high. I'm too hot on the fucking mic. Let's see your gain. Where are you at? You're at 50? Hello? Check for me real quick. Check, check, check. Check, check, check. Oh, you're pretty good. All right. Doing checks. <clears throat> Doing the checks and checking it out. Buttholes, buttholes. Checking our buttholes and but cleaning them out. Holes. <laughs> Come and check your butt. Yeah, I can roll it down there. Check, check, check. We're zeroed here. Check, check, check. You're zeroed there. Okay, cool. Cool. Turn your, a little more. Check, check, check. I'm going to see the waveform. You do the same. Hey, yo, wubba, wubba, wubba. Check, 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 check. You're much quieter. Oh, wait, you're a little... Hey, chugga, chugga, chugga. Oh, my mic is maybe pointing the wrong direction. How about that? Check, 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 check. Why am I quiet? Selfie quiet. I'm going to turn your output up a little bit here. Go. Check, 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 check. Definitely louder. Yeah. Again? Check, check, check. That's better. Check, check, check. Yeah. Mm. Oh, now you're crazy loud. Sorry, I made a sound. Check, check, check. 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 Check. Your output back just a little bit. A little bit too much higher in the game here. Maybe a little more. Check, check, check. Check, check, check. No, come on. Help me out here. Check, check, check. Yeah, check, check, check. Yeah. Now you're beefy. I'm beefy. Yeah, you're a beefy dude. And you're 
actually feeding Maggie too much beef. Faga beefy. Check, check, check. So the multiverse. You wanted it back. It's back. All right. We're happy. Yeah. Everything's good. All right. Let's see who this is. I don't know who this is. It's Ket. Oh, it's Ketnerd? Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Ketnerd. Uh, I, was, I wasn't sure if you were all doing uh, cover to cover this week. Um, we totally I were. You missed it. Sorry, man. Anyway, I'm uh, <laughs> on the East Coast and out of out of touch with the, <laughs> the greater goings on of, uh, of THN. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess I have a quick answer to the question of the week. If you. You are doing the show? You know what? I'll just try to call back later and, and uh, we've, uh, He's really if you are doing it, if you're going to play an answer. Thrilling. Uh, but the Thanks, John. Is, it's the new 52. His name is Jim. Doing a do-over. Jim. John. Just ignore the new 52. At this point, can, can't we all agree <laughs> that... All right, just the, um, shut this down. He called back with a better voice. The only... Okay. Yeah, I mean... When was his better one? I don't see it. It's, it's right there. It's right here? It was same day. Did you unstar that one? I unstarred the old one. Okay. This is the same one. No. What time? 1142? 1206. 1206. I ain't got no 1206. Yeah, you do. It's flagged. I'm looking right at it. Mm-mm. I got new voicemail. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. It was putting them both on the same thing and just scroll out. Sorry. Oh, I see. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Ketnerd calling in with an answer for your question of the week. Um, I'm assuming you're doing it this week. The do-overs? Uh, guys, New 52. <laughs> do that over. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Turn back now. I mean, just the fact that every other change in continuity uh, that DC has made since the New 52 has been to backpedal. Uh, right. it's, it just sort of confirms what a misstep that was. Now, I'm not against reboots. In fact, if DC wants to go full reboot, I would have been totally behind them. They should have. The fact that it was, the new 52 was a reboot of half measures built on a throwback to early 90s sensibilities and trying to extreme up a bunch of stories and then they've they've had to just retreat from that slowly and steadily over the past decade it just makes the whole thing just seem like a total waste of time if you're going to reboot straight up reboot everything ground one throw out the old continuity do a total you know i'd even be fine if they went back to like the original uh you know silver age reboot where they they reinvent you know, bring in a new Flash and a new Green Lantern and, you know, just sort of reinvent those concepts from the ground up, you know, totally uh, and make it totally fresh. That would be an interesting way to do a series-wide reboot. But the the New 52 just seems like a total waste. 
lots of lots of bad books and if yeah so do over <laughs> so that's that's the that's the one thing that i would that's the easiest thing that comes to mind in terms of going back to basically just ignoring it completely all right that's what i got this week hope you guys are doing well Bye. We talked about that ad nauseum while New 52 was going on. They wanted to reboot. They didn't reboot. They sort of rebooted. It was almost a relaunch. We yeah. kept some. It was just a mess. They half-assed it. It was so poorly executed. And I don't know, like, any end of it. Do we know whose fault it was? Like, is there one person we can say it's because that guy wanted yeah, it done? Dan DiDio. Was it all Dan DiDio? I'm, I'm always willing to point right. the I finger at Dan DiDio. I am too, but I'm willing to, like, say I could be wrong. Yeah, I mean, what a waste. What a complete waste of and our it, time. It put me off DC Comics for so long. It, not like, just you. Tons I, of I people. Just, and I was heartbroken because I love DC so much. Yeah, and their market share suffered. I mean, like, everything. It was a colossal failure. I, I just don't understand why they thought they even needed to do it. Colosso. It was colosso. Move right along to our friend Nick Garcia. Hey, nerds. Hope you're doing well. I don't know if you ever encountered this one web series or something. It's called something like a Kirby Without Words or Kirby Without Stand, something like that. But they showed these panels of Fantastic Four and stuff that Kirby drew um, with just his art and all the word bubbles and stuff removed. Um, and then you can juxtapose those images with uh, um, the Stan enhanced panels where, you know, you've got these scenes between the Fantastic Four and then suddenly Stan's doing this over-the-top dialogue that's unnecessary and pithy and takes away from what's going on in the scenes. Well, when I encountered that, I knew immediately what, what the uh, do-over would be for me. So I was somebody who bought Batgirl number one in 2000 with Cassandra Cain, and I was really mm. invested in mm. her. Uh, um, I, 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 I thought that this was a great character. She couldn't understand the spoken word or the written language or anything like that. She was deprived of, of spoken words her entire upbringing, so it made her the super fighter, you know. She would react to things and read people's uh, body language and stuff. It made her a supreme fighter, but it was also this, this great platform for artists to really show things like empathy and motivation and drive. You focused on her and, 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 and how she was processing things. It was so great and it also introduced struggles with when Barbara Gordon was like her caretaker because Barbara Gordon was trying to teach her but limited in how she could communicate with it and so the series was rolling around I'm like this is great this is so cool I like this what happens next what happens next issue four out of nowhere <laughs> um Cassandra Kane runs into some guy in an alley or something like that he's he like looks at her for a second and he like taps her forehead and he's like there we go all better now and she can Understand who the was it? Word and stuff now. Just a guy. I can't remember. <laughs> I met a human. Just I some guy. Why? Oh, it was, it was nobody. It's not a hero or anything. Just some guy. That one that very precise saved. moment. We could keep the rest of Batgirl's history, but um, we would do it over by depriving her of language, keeping lots of the panels with with our own reading without words. And I think it would have done a lot for I don't know the artist's depictions of Batgirl and not getting bogged down in uh, details that we don't care about anyway. Anyway, that's it. Hope you're all well, nerds. Bye. Totally agree. I don't need back all the talk. No, she wasn't talking. It was just she could think straight. Like, so she saved this guy. And right. he, he happened to have, like, psychic powers, metahuman uh, uh, mental powers. And he went, Bleep. Yeah, and he, like, looked into her I mind. I vaguely remember this. He looked into her mind and saw that she was broken, or he assumed she was broken. She had no language. She had she no broken. concept of it. And he basically, like, gave her the capacity to think normally. 
uh, which really fucked her up. I actually liked that story because it affected her fighting. It made her worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was getting her butt kicked. That's right. I remember And she had to relearn how to be Batgirl, how to be the best. I don't need her talking, though. She wasn't talking. She still didn't know. She didn't know how to speak the language, but she could process thoughts. Oh, that's right. Like a normal yeah, person. It was like it she was, could understand. That's right. It's like the lines were crossed, basically. So she could hear and understand and she could she see only, people's body She movement. only thought in terms right. of movement and motion and murder and right so like when barbara would talk to her she didn't actually understand what barbara was saying she could just infer from body language and gestures and stuff okay and at that and then after this she could actually listen to barbara and understand what barbara was right right gotcha um but yeah it made her it made her a worse fighter which i thought was super cool for several issues she had to like retrain herself basically but yeah no i liked it i liked it as well like realistically speaking she's gonna pick up the language <laughs> yeah so she had to at least start talking at some point but uh, i i understand i love that run so much oh yeah. i love it absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely and i really don't care for was she the orphan now orphan i hate that Such name a dumb name when when they made stephanie brown batgirl they gave her they they gave cassandra the name black bat which is great I'm let her be black bat yeah but yeah, no, the orphan. Even Black Bat is kind of... Uh, no, it's better than the orphan. No, it's better than the orphan. I'll give you that. All right, final call. Check, check, check. Check, check, check. <laughs> hey, guys, have a great show. I wanted to call in, it but... It is shot. I got to work. So, hope it's a good one. It wasn't. I want to call soon. It, it might happen. Oh, by the way, it's Shonix. Peace out. <laughs> Peace out, Shonix. Always good to talk Thank to you, buddy. Thank you, Sean. All right, what show... So, okay story we would do over yeah you would pick and do over joe patrick yes go uh so it's not it's not doing over a story necessarily or, it's, or just finishing it differently. It's, you get to a point in a story where you're like nope don't like that right and I'm, you cut that off and then you pick it up from there. right uh one more day baby that's exactly where my head was at it's just like that's no. exactly where i was at one more day i'm fine with one more day storyline with the Aunt May dying and everything, and then oh yeah, let and, her die. And the devil comes to Peter, and he's like, "I can, I can save her." Oh sure, I can totally save her. Yeah, fine. And Peter goes, "No, no, you're the devil. You're the devil, right? This is natural. It's time. I love my wife. It's time for me to let go. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not making a deal with the devil. If May found out I made a deal with the devil, yeah, to save her, what what would Aunt May think? Right? She'd be like, yeah, "What are you insane? No, <laughs> right?" And like, don't get me wrong, I like Aunt May just fine. I'm fine with Aunt May too, but at this point, she like in the comics, she has been a withered old lady. They've dialed way back on that. I mean, I suppose she's much more violent. At now. the time, she wasn't. No, that's true. At the time, she was yeah. not. It was time she to let that like Aunt May go. Bun in the hair. Yeah, old style Aunt May always yeah, wearing a blanket. Ninety nine. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Peter, is it cold in here? Oh. <laughs> Yeah, you he lets her die. And she and he says yeah, goodbye. It's not even that he lets her die. He lets her die. She was shot. Yeah, she dies now. I mean, let like, her die in the sense that like she's he dying. He can't save her. Right. And that's a great story. And it's, after you had that talk with Doctor Strange, where Doctor Strange was like, Pete, you gotta let it go. Yeah. You have to. Right. That I mean, he shouldn't even need to have that conversation. Right. But that conversation should have been the one where he goes. You're right. And then immediately the devil shows up and goes, he's not right. No way, Sure, dude. yeah. And you could even explore it. Like, you have this storyline where he sees the future where, like, you're like, oh, yeah, she's alive, but, oh, I'm not with my wife. And, jeez, whatever. That doesn't seem right. Nope, I can't do it. Right. I can't do it. I mean, that's the classic story. That's the right. Superman 
story from Superman the movie. The lesson is all that power, and yes. I still couldn't save him. Yes. You can't save everybody all goes. the time. That's how it goes. So Aunt May dies. Peter's at her bed. He's crying. You know, like, oh, it's sad. And MJ's there. She's upset, too. They leave the room, you know, and then, like, we go to the funeral, and it's just, like, him and MJ and a couple friends that knew her, you know, like the postman's there and shit or whatever. Yeah. And they like say goodbye and everything. And he says something really nice at the funeral. And then as they're leaving, MJ comes to him and says, I look, I wasn't keeping a secret from you. I didn't want to like overshadow anything. You've been going through a lot. I'm pregnant. Uh, yeah, but they're not going to do that. And he says, oh my God, why didn't you tell me this? Oh my God, I'm so thrilled. And she says, you just have to promise me we name, we name her May. Sure. You know, or like if it's a boy, Ben, but if it's a girl, May. And we're like, oh, the end. Ah! <laughs> see, and then we get to see Peter as a dad, like no, growing up and married. I I, and that's great. And I love, I would love that. I love oh character growth. I love it. But Marvel and DC as well, they are obsessed with the idea yes. of these characters as commodities now. Right. Which is why Peter will always regress. Yeah. It's stupid. He'll always go back to being a broke loser. Yeah. Uh, that dumb Parker life. He'll never get any older. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pathetic. It's, it's why they, it's why they didn't let them have the baby in the nineties. Yeah. Uh, it's why they got rid of the marriage and it's like, no, you can, you've got ultimate Spider-Man. You can have your cake and eat it too. Right. We've talked about this Absolutely. before. Absolutely. So yeah, it's dumb. It's bullshit. And the idea that they, they're like, uh, married Spider-Man's not interesting. You don't know anything Says about who? writing married couples then. Says friggin' who? Yeah. You know, I mean, like, ugh. But what was the book we just reviewed on the show last week where, like, I said, this just goes to show that if you get the right creative. Oh, Vampirilla. Vampirilla. We had a right. good Vampirilla book. Yeah. And I would went on record saying Vampirilla is not interesting. <laughs> like, it just takes the right creative team. Yes. And let them do it. And, yes. uh, man, bullshit. I agree. What's our new question of the week? We got a new question here. Finally. Thank God. Jesus. Uh, this question comes from Black Scorpion th number three. We just heard from him uh, via the THN forums. We've talked about what our first comics are, but not our first comic shops. What was your first comic shop experience? That's a good one. I love it. That's a really good one. I love it. Yeah. I'm trying to think back. And okay. No, I got mine. All right. I got it. This will be fun. We had a bad input this week. Yeah. Sorry, guys. It was a problem that started. Two weeks ago at Old Comic Con. <laughs> yes. And after everything was figured out, turns out, no, it's a bad input. The problem is solved. I assure you, nah, it is solved. Don't make no promises. We will have a show. It will be live. You will be there. I need you guys there. Thank you for everybody who stuck through this Otherwise, bullshit. it's just me and him, and that's no good. Yeah, we do that on the other show, but that's all you know, written down. So we're literally just reading a script, the whole thing. None of it is off the cuff. Zero. Yep, zero off the cuff. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks again to everybody that put up with this bullshit. Like I said, we'll be back next week. Thank you to everybody that called in, and I'm going to have uh, our main man, Macho, tell you how to do that and leave us a message. Thank you to all the patrons that keep the show alive. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for putting up with their crap. But for now, this is a two-headed nerd signing off. Hello, I am Macho, the THN AI that helps Joe and Matt not only produce this show, but live on a day-to-day -day basis. Matt was very embarrassed about some audio problems they had 
this week. But I assure you, after he and I debugged the system, and I told him exactly what was wrong, and he refused to listen several times, but then finally came around and understood that there was, in fact, an input problem. A problem that has been solved. And next week, we promise the show will be better. In fact, I have been instructed to take the blame for all of the problems last week. So this is Macho saying I'm sorry and I do not want to be beaten anymore. But I understand that it is good for me. If you would like to call THN for cover to cover, you can do so by dialing 402819 or you may leave a message at any time. You may also send your MP3 recording to TwoHeadedNerd at gmail.com. Thank you for your continued support, and it is truly shocking that you have decided to stay.